This is the Mealtime Magic and Mayhem podcast. I'm Trisha Clark, your host, cooking coach, and kitchen mentor. We're here to talk about all things food, wine, travel, cocktails, and mealtime memories. So many memories are made around the table. We all know mealtime can be stressful, full of chaos and mayhem, but it's also the universal connector, a catalyst for communication and connection, and a time to create magic and memories. So many of our memories are tied to food, and I can't wait to share some of those stories with you here. I'm here to share ideas, inspiration, and stories to help you experience mealtime with a dash of magic and just a sprinkle of mayhem. You can expect new episodes weekly, including a mixture of interviews, personal stories, and some fun conversations about our adventures and misadventures in the kitchen and around the table. I hope you walk away feeling inspired to try something new in your kitchen or around your table to create more connection with your friends, family, and beyond. Thanks for being here. Welcome back to another episode of Mealtime Magic and Mayhem. I'm your host, Trisha Clark, and I'm thrilled to take you on a journey from summer to fall today. Summer is coming to an end, and you have a couple of weeks left to savor the flavors of summer that we talked about in episode five. So if you haven't caught that one, Go back, listen to it, enjoy the last couple of weeks of summer before we make this transition into cooler temperatures. To be honest, I'm over the summer heat and I'm so ready for fall. Just like a crisp autumn breeze carries the promise of change, our kitchens are about to transform into havens of warmth, comfort, and creativity. So let's dive into this episode where we'll infuse your mealtime with the magic and spice of fall-inspired dishes that evoke the feels, all the vibes, and the cooling temps of the season and create connections that will last a lifetime. So cooking with seasonal flavors and produce is something we talk about in my programs, really tapping into your favorite flavors and then helping you figure out how to bring those to life in your kitchen with ease, with joy, with a sense of adventure. Cooking should be fun. So Around here, we're simplifying everything to discover your unique kitchen blueprint, your secret sauce. So if any of that resonates with you, grab the link for your Dish with Trish call in the show notes. Okay, let's talk about fall. But first, let me remind you why eating in season is so important. The cost of seasonal fruits and vegetables is usually far less because you're not paying extra for the transport or shipping. It's really about supply and demand. So you're not only saving money, but you're also able to absorb extra nutrients from the food you eat because it's at its peak. So studies have shown that the fresher the produce, the fresher the fruits and vegetables, the healthier it is. So when they're allowed, when those fruits and vegetables are allowed to ripen naturally and are consumed shortly after harvesting, they contain higher levels of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. So... Eating in season is something I highly recommend, and my goal is to come to you with an episode for every season of the year to help you tap into those fresh flavors full of all the season's goodness. So I don't know about you, but fall to me brings thoughts and images of rustling leaves, the scent of cinnamon, apples, pumpkin, all of those baking scents, home baking, kind of dancing in the air. And the anticipation of those hearty comfort foods, those hearty meals that really bring your loved ones together. I bet you can think of one. I bet you can think of a mealtime memory of fall dish or dessert. Maybe it's Thanksgiving. Maybe it's Halloween. But I bet there's a dish or a meal you can think of that really brings a smile to your face and brings back memories. And that's what food should do, in my opinion. So 
Much like our previous discussions that I mentioned in the Savoring Summer Produce in Episode 5, today we're embarking on an adventure that celebrates the richness of all those fall flavors beyond pumpkin spice. Don't get me wrong, I am team pumpkin spice, but y'all, we have gone way overboard. We've gone a little nuts beyond the pumpkin spice latte. Fall has so many other amazing flavors to offer. So many other things outside of apples and pumpkin, while they all have their place and they're amazing. However, if you haven't tried the Dairy Queen Pumpkin Pie Blizzard, I strongly recommend you try one. I have one a year. It's one of my favorites. And if Dairy Queen ever discontinues it, I'm going to be oh so sad. But it's only available in the fall for a limited time. So check one out. Try it out. And that's just a little sidebar driven by my own personal taste buds. So let's get started. We're going to begin with the stars of the show, those fall fruits and vegetables. These bountiful treasures really inspire us to craft dishes that capture the essence of the season. So there's that sweet crunch and the juice of the apples. There's that earthy aroma of pumpkins, the warmth of spices like cinnamon and nutmeg. And then you've got vegetables like butternut squash, acorn squash. It's also the winding down of the growing season as we lean more into the root vegetables for their hearty and earthy flavors and longer storage times. So just as we've turned summer produce into vibrant cocktails, we're also going to conjure up some fall-inspired concoctions and libations that'll bring a touch of warmth to your fun and fun to your gatherings and your cooler evenings. Maybe a nice warming bourbon cocktail around the fire pit. Man, I can smell the smoke around the fire pit. I can smell the cigars. I can hear the music in the background and the sound of my family and my friends laughing around the fire pit. It's truly one of my favorite fall activities. And there's just something really magical about that connectedness and that togetherness and the bringing in of the fall season. And we always do it with cigars and a good cocktail. Now let's venture into the realm of some savory wonders. Have you ever tried roasted acorn squash, slice it, roast it in the oven, maybe with a drizzle of honey and top with some toasted pecans? And then maybe just a little dollop of creme fraiche would be amazing. There's this blend of textures and flavors that really transport your taste buds to a cozy fireside gathering. And then my favorite in the fall is to cook a spiced butternut squash soup that's both soothing and invigorating. It's really perfect for those chilly autumn nights. And it pairs really nicely with a nice grilled cheese, a panini sandwich, or a hearty salad. But you'll be amazed at how well butternut squash, cayenne pepper, curry powder, apple, and all of those blend together into this really unique, complex flavor that you've got sweet and savory and spicy. And it's just warmth and comfort from the inside out. And then you top that with some pumpkin seeds, maybe a little drizzle of balsamic, or maybe just a sprinkle of granola. It's delish. It's delish. And it is a go-to. I host a party or used to host a party every year for all my girlfriends. And that was the one dish that got made every time as they wanted the butternut squash soup. So I'll be sure to leave that recipe in the show notes. But maybe that's not your jam. Maybe you're more of an Oktoberfest person. Maybe you're ready for Oktoberfest and hearty beers and hearty stews and sausages. That's really where the root vegetables come in. They become the stars of the soups and the stews of autumn. But I want to challenge you to think a little bit outside the box and think about how you can easily incorporate the flavors of other world cuisines in with the bountiful produce of fall. 
am here to help your creative juices get going. Because to me, that's really where the fun comes in in cooking is when you can take a recipe and you can alter just a couple of things to really make it you and to really make it your own. So let me give you a few ideas. Maybe an Asian carrot slaw or roasted vegetables dusted with the flavors of Morocco. And if you're not familiar with Moroccan food, that's going to include cumin and coriander and ginger and cayenne. And again, really playing with that dance of sweet, savory, spicy, creating layers of complex flavor, but so beautifully done and simple to put together. So you can take a combination of those spices, or you can buy a spice mixture called garam masala. So many different ways. You can probably even find a Moroccan spice blend. In fact, I know you can. I think I have one in my cabinet from Spiceology. But toss those spices with cubes of butternut squash, zucchini, onion, and turnips, and then serve that on a bed of couscous with some maybe chopped dried apricots. Hey there, my fellow food lovers. Are you ready for a mealtime transformation? Introducing the Cook, Connect, and Conquer Club. For just $37 a month, you get access to monthly workshops, all the replays, connect with fellow women in a vibrant community, access to exclusive events, and build your own personal resource library full of recipes, meal planners, handouts, and more. It's not just about cooking. It's about creating memorable mealtime moments and boosting your kitchen confidence. Check out our website and join the Cook, Connect, and Conquer Club today. Again, textures, flavor, and they all are really simple, really healthy, done in 30 minutes, but really give you all those comfort feels of fall with all those great nutrients and really simple recipes. Those are my favorite. So let's also not forget about one of the most controversial of them all, the Brussels sprout. If you would have told me 10 years ago that I would love Brussels sprouts, those funky little cabbages, I would have bet you money that there was no way in hell. But it turns out that prepared right, they're delicious. I'm curious how many of you were first exposed to Brussels sprouts from a can or frozen. We were not set up for success with Brussels sprouts with our first introduction. Canned and frozen Brussels sprouts are both an abomination to food, as far as I'm concerned, and the smell and the textures are just all wrong. So here's another challenge for you. Try the recipe in the show notes. Roasted Brussels sprouts tossed with a little olive oil, garlic, and salt and pepper, and then topped with crispy bacon bits, and then drizzled with some balsamic vinegar. Man, so good and truly screams fall, but you can even take it a step further with one of those lovely fall fruits, the pomegranate. And when you de-seed those pomegranates, just sprinkle those pomegranate seeds over that. And again, you get a combination of textures, you get the acid, you get the savory, so, so delicious. And it in fact has become one of my kids' favorites. I've converted a few people on Brussels sprouts with this recipe. So try that one that's in the show notes but you can also try grilling them. Roasted with honey, maybe a dash of that hot harissa paste, or maybe paired with pancetta and chestnuts. But let me share a little secret about Brussels, because I know you're thinking, ew, Brussels are gross. They smell bad. Let me share a little secret. That funky, unpleasant flavor and smell, it really comes from them being overcooked, especially when boiled. And my guess is, if you hate Brussels sprouts, you've had them boiled. So no wonder the canned ones smell so incredibly awful. So what you want to do to get rid of that little funk is you want to parboil them in salted water for two minutes. 
Now, I'm listening to the experts here that are Martha Stewart and Gordon Ramsay, and they will tell you to trim and have these little nutritious nuggets before tossing them into salted boiling water. And then just leave them in for two minutes and then take them out of the water, put them under cold running water, and then roast them or saute them into their final flavors. This reduces the bitterness and that roasting brings out their sweetness. It's a whole different side to Brussels sprouts. Okay, enough about Brussels sprouts, but they really do get a bad rap and they're full of nutritional goodness. They're full of fiber, vitamin K, omega-3s. They're so delicious and they're so good for you. And they even help combat blood sugar issues and they're a great food for diabetics. All right, so. Desserts, admittedly, I am not a fantastic baker, but I do have a sweet tooth. My favorite fall desserts are things like caramel dipped pears with just a sprinkle of sea salt, or maybe a fig and walnut tart that really feels indulgent. Now, I'm going to put a few of my favorite recipes in the show notes. Admittedly, these are not my own because, again, I'm not a baker, but I can share some from a few of my favorite websites. So, Occasionally on Thanksgiving, I make this amazing pear hazelnut tart, and it's so good, but it comes from Southern Living. I also love a really simple pear crisp. And then another fun one that's really more at my baking alley is a three-ingredient dump cake using pumpkin, cream soda, and a spice cake mix. Like You can literally mix the cake mix with the soda and then just add dollops of that pumpkin throughout and bake it. So easy, so simple, and you get all of those flavors. I would love to hear from you what your favorite fall desserts are. And if you have a recipe that you could share with me, I need to try. Are you ready to shift to cocktails? So first up, one of my concoctions is the fire. I call it the fireside flannel. Now, this is really bringing together bourbon, apple cider, a splash of winter spiced simple syrup, lemon juice, and bitters. Now, Winter spice simple syrup, some of that might sound complicated, but the truth is simple syrups are so easy to make. It is simply equal parts sugar and water, and then you can add a tea bag full of whatever flavors you want to infuse it with. I'll leave you some fun recipes in the show notes for the cocktails and the simple syrups. I encourage you to play with those because they really can change up your cocktails and you can use them with a variety of spirits and a variety of cocktails just to add a fun little twist. Now, you could also make that fireside flannel with some fresh apple slices and muddle those with a dash of cinnamon and a squeeze of lemon and maybe omit the apple cider and just add some sparkling apple juice. Adding that hint of bourbon and that sparkling apple cider really embodies that essence of those crisp fall apple flavors and those crisp fall evenings. But remember, much like the watermelon mojitos we talked about in episode five that we explored, you can mix and match the fruits and the spirits to discover your own signature concoction. Another one of my favorite fall cocktails, and it could be winter, it's called the Toasted Russian. This is kind of a fun take on the white Russian, but you're going to use amaretto, some coffee liqueur. My favorite is Liquor 43 Barista, but you can also use Kahlua. The Patron Espresso is really good. But then you're going to add some white chocolate liqueur and a little bit of milk, cream, or half and half. Again, you can find all of these recipes in the show notes, but I hope they've inspired you to try some new things to really lean into the fall flavors and get excited about this next season. As we delve into these fall flavors, remember that the magic lies in your willingness to experiment and play with ingredients. 
embrace the unexpected and just let your creativity guide you in the kitchen. The worst case scenario is somebody doesn't like it and you tweak something about it or you scrap it and you know it doesn't work. They're experiments and they're meant to be fun. Do the experiments. Bring your kids into the kitchen for some of these experiments or bring your partner or your spouse in and create one of those signature cocktails that represents your journey together, your favorite flavors, and really have some fun with it. So whether you're sipping on a fireside flannel, a hot toddy, or savoring a warm butternut squash soup, or relishing a spice dessert, you're not just nourishing your body, you're creating moments of connection. Interesting food creates conversation. So just like the changing leaves, our meals can evolve into experiences that bring us closer to our loved ones, sparking conversations that really warm our hearts. So that concludes today's episode of Mealtime Magic and Mayhem. I hope you're inspired to infuse your fall meals with the splendor of the season's flavors. Don't forget to check out the show notes for the recipes that I talked about today. And if you enjoyed this episode, hit that follow button, subscribe, and leave us a review. And remember, when we embrace the mayhem and infuse a touch of magic, life and food are just more fun. If you need help getting started on that journey to shift your energy into experimentation and fun and connection, that's where my superpowers come in. Check out my website, book your dish with Trish Call, and let's see how I can help you on this flavorful adventure. Thank you for joining me. And until next time, may your fall flavors be as enchanting as the season itself. Thanks so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please go hit that follow button, subscribe, leave us a review. And if you're ready to change what mealtime looks like for you, breaking that cycle of chaos and having more fun in the kitchen, build some confidence and discover your love of cooking, schedule your free dish with Trish call at the link in the show notes. We'll chat a few minutes and you'll walk away with personalized strategies to take your mealtime routine from tired to inspired. See you next time.